There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. Um, Hannah, okay, question. Straight up. Straight up the gun. As you yeah. eat your crisps. Come on. Oh, but it's so crunchy. Yeah, Crunch, whatever. Talk about away. sex and things like that. So, food. Okay, I want to ask. Nice. I wanna, oh, yeah. Nice. Crunch again. Oh, yeah. What is the yeah, thing is. with SMSR? What is it? SMSR. ASMR. ASMR. Do we have any kinks? Let's be honest. Let's be honest at the top of the podcast, part okay. two. Let's go. Does any of us have any kinks that we like? Oh, define kink. Um, uh, like wait, uh, what is a kink? I don't know, like a glory hole, or because <laughs> <laughs> nice. that's mine. I well, I saw this. I I did see this. <laughs> What's this going to be? Where is this going? No, I saw this one thing which is called a milking table. <laughs> no, milking, no, table. No, milking table. Milking table. Okay. Which is where you have a table and you have a hole in it and you put your penis in and you get milked. Oh, wow. Who's, yeah. who's under the table? <laughs> I don't know. Whoever you want. Whoever yeah. you want. Yeah, anyone you want. Do you have any kinks, do you have any kinks as a guy? Well, you know? now it's the milking <laughs> table. <laughs> but do you do any role play? Would you do any role play? Have you, have you, have you ever done role play? Um, I... Have I done role play? You would know straight away. Come on, you would know straight I away. I don't think well, I have. I actually it's don't think I have. It's a spectrum. So you've yeah. got like yeah. your um, kind of like putting on a slightly different persona in the bedroom kind of role play where in the moment you just kind of like do a bit of pretending or whatever. But then on the other end, you've got your whole like it's entirely pre-planned. You've scripted a scene. You've got costumes. There's a set. Mm. You know, there's a weird thing where men typically, and I don't know what you thought, being a woman, where men typically like this idea of this sort of vulnerability of women. That's a kind of odd thing. Do you know I what think, I mean? Well, BDSM is different to that. I think you're right. There is like a, you know, we live in a patriarchal society, so that's going to translate mm-hmm. into how we relate to each other sexually. Mm-hmm. And so there are going to be a lot of men, straight men, who are interested in dominating. N- not for like the r- right quote unquote reasons or whatever. Mm. Um, but with BDSM, that's a different thing entirely because BDSM is for some people it's sexual and that's kind of like often how, you know, it's associated in mainstream and a lot of, and a lot of people do incorporate it into their sex lives. Um, but I find the most useful way to think about kink and BDSM is like you said, it's intense and people like intense experiences for all sorts of different reasons. So mm. people um, might um, do BDSM play because, um, you know, of the thrill that it gives them, of the connection that they feel with the person that they are doing it with. It's, for some people, it's just like a really intense hobby. Like <laughs> Everything's always back to a hobby. <laughs> but it's, but it's, it's interesting it's because like, you wouldn't necessarily have the same kind of like, Oh, that's a bit weird, isn't it? Um, if someone told you that they were like, did some sort of extreme sport that yeah. often left them injured. Oh, right? hello. I see where you're going. Okay. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're like, why would you put your body 
through through that and it, it i mean it even can be like as simple as like exercise as well like think about like these marathons that people do and stuff like just, that, yeah. yeah you're just like putting your body through all this pain but then the endorphins and the rush that you get mm. that is often a lot of what people who do bdsm like get out of it as well you couldn't have explained that better oh thank you this is why i'm an educator yeah, you you honestly couldn't have explained that better do you do you ever get any injuries during bdsm or glory, glory holy Yes, splinter. Ooh, you want to like sand that down? Make sure I know. Yeah. Also, if I was in the bathroom, I saw a hole. I wouldn't go. You'd go I first, yeah. and then you would that's, do I first. That's, that's very I risky first. business. Mm. That's you, what. There's the first rule of glory holing. No eyes. Never put your eye there because you could, could. Would you do I first? Get punched out. Like, I first. Poke. Yeah. <laughs> but butthole first, just to. Yeah. yeah okay. This but, is. but it's it's interesting because there are so many. If you remove the sex from it. And we think about like extreme sport or not even just sport or exercise mm. um, or, you know, like the things that we do to our bodies. And then as soon as you like, or and also just the things that we do with each other and like experiences that you have with other people. And then as soon as you throw in sex in there, everyone goes, oh, it's weird. Why is that? Because yeah. we're just- But is that what makes weird, it exciting? Because of the huge taboo. Yes, But exactly. that's also that's, that's the thing, right? That's another part of it is that sometimes some kinks are just kinks because they're taboo. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's the yeah. element of like, oh, we're doing something naughty here. And that is like part of the fun. Yeah. I think the part of the, the, the reason why sex is still, a, is, still a, is exciting is it's a bit taboo. I have this yeah. sort of the whole idea that if drugs and things and alcohol were made- for everyone, it wouldn't then wouldn't be as fun. Like the reason why I smoked as a kid, you know, was because I thought it was quite cool and naughty and things <laughs> like that. And sex kind of has that vibe about it. It's like this, oh my God, it's like something that's precious and something that is like exciting and something that is this and that. And that's what kind be, of builds up that tension. to look back kind of like historically or kind of on an evolutionary perspective before, because it's kind of a bit of a modern phenomena, this like whole packaging around sex and it being like this mm. like massive taboo, like what, the relationship it wasn't was, to be back in the day though. That's what I'm it? saying. Like what the relationship was yeah. was like back then. It would have been like totally different. It wouldn't have been this kind of weird thing. I mean, every society has and like time period has its own shit going on when it comes to sex because it's, you know, it's been different kinds of sex have been, you know, praised in different ways or criminalized even in, in different ways mm. or or just kind of like, you know, the culture around sex. Like, yeah, it's... It's, it's just always, it's always been different. It seems, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, different cultures do it for different reasons, but they put a restriction around something that's quite, you know, an innate, like big desire. Like in Japan, for example, they have like quite a weird relationship with sex. And as a result, because it's kind of pushed Tell beneath... Us. Beneath the surface, what is, what is this weird? There's quite a lot of weird shit that they do. That well, like, you keep saying that. Tell us, what is it? Well, I don't know if you're into octopus. <laughs> um, are you talking they, about? There's a lot. Um, there's a lot. What's of, it called? What's it called? Octopus. What are you oh, talking about? No, put, like, the there's like I've seen a hentai. Video. No, I don't know. Like hentai. What's going on? I'm there's not, like tentacle porn. Yeah. This. The, so no. What happens when you, when you suppress? Yeah. When you suppress oh and try God. and try and hide sex, it comes out it's in kind of weird. Subverted it yeah, it's anime porn. It's called anime porn, isn't it? Yeah, but then tentacle is like a specific offshoot. But then, but like we kind of did the same in the Victorian era as well. Like we tried to suppress sex, and it was like you can't even show your ankle. It was like really bad. <laughs> but in doing so, what you kind of ended up doing was everyone was constantly thinking about sex because they weren't supposed to be thinking about. Well, it. Don't press then, the red button. You all you want to do is press the red button. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Yeah. Hannah, um, what is your thoughts on porn? Oh, um, my thoughts on porn are that mainstream like free porn that you can just get 
at the click of a button and a quick Google, um, is generally pretty fucking shit. Mm. Um, but I'm not like against porn in general. Like there's lots of great ethical porn. Um, what do you think for there. the consumer that as in like these, there's this whole sort of idea about these young kids who are watching porn and be desensitized. Yeah. So I think, so I think a lot of the conversation that we're having when, you know, you throw around the stats of like kids, like 50% of 11 year olds have seen porn. And then suddenly like there's a moral panic about, yeah. you know, the future. And like, you know, I'm a parent now. So obviously this is something that like, I think about like, who, honestly, who knows what the state of the Rowan. internet and <laughs> the world will look like when he's 11, I've no idea. But um, I think we start worrying about the wrong things and we start like porn is there. Like you, as much as people try and censor the internet and censor porn, like good luck. Our best defense against some of the more negative impacts of mm. free mainstream porn is comprehensive and inclusive and accessible sex education from it, from get go, like from- That really young, young, you think age. really young? Mm. Yeah, so like um, from a really young age, you can be teaching um, little kids about anatomy, like naming all their body parts, talking about penis, vulva, vagina in the same breath that you would say, that's your arm, that's your leg, that's your knee, that's your elbow, like all the same, because then it doesn't create- Create this weird shame. cloud. cloud yeah, exactly. And then what it also does <clears throat> is um, you're also, at the same time, you're also teaching them about like consent and boundaries mm. in a way that is teaching them bodily autonomy. So that obviously when you're a baby um, and a toddler, there are going to be times when people need to touch your private parts and touch your, huh, I said the name of the podcast. Yeah, there we go. You nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. That was an accident. There we go. Um, when people need to touch you for, you know, for your health and your well-being, and, you know, changing nappies or, or whatever. But, you know, it's about teaching them like, okay, these people are allowed to touch you in this way, in this context, outside of that. Mm. Like you decide who gets to touch you. You don't have to kiss auntie if you don't want to kiss auntie or grandma, you know, like Got it's it. giving kids that um, bodily autonomy and sense that they have, you know, they have control and that if they say, no, I don't want to kiss or hug so-and-so, then they don't have to. And you're setting that up from a really young age and you're laying these really good foundations about boundaries and about consent um, and about understanding their different body parts. Um, and then as they get older, you can just like build and build. I like that. I mean, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know where the vulva is? Um, <laughs> do, do I, think, I think they're made in Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can get them. Very, yeah, you can get them four seaters or they can be four wheel uh, drives. Yeah, very reliable in winter. <laughs> yeah. um, do you know where the vulva is? Yeah. Okay, so if you had the vagina. Right. Okay, make a, make Give a me a diagram. I'll point, I'll point it out. <laughs> right, there we go. Where's the vulva? Um, what is that meant to be? I don't know. <laughs> Where is that? What is that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, just doing... I, I, I'm not sure, actually sure. Where is it? What do you think the vulva does? I don't know. <laughs> is it a revolving <laughs> revolver door? I don't know. And what, what Are we is... doing an anatomy lesson? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Teach us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here we My go. Favorite. Give it to us. Okay. Give it to us. Here we go. So we often use the word vagina yeah. to describe what actually is the vulva. So the vulva is all of the outside bit uh, of the genitals where you've got the clitoris, the labia, the vaginal opening, and also the urethra. The vagina is literally the tunnel, the yes. inside bit. Urethra, okay. two different things. Correct. Yeah. Well done. Don't worry, buddy. Don't they, you, don't, out, you don't pee out the vagina. You don't pee no. out the vagina. The urethra. The urethra, you pee out there. So it goes, you got, if you're looking at a vulva face on, you've got clit at the top. <laughs> 
Sorry, you got, such a child. You got labia either side. <laughs> yeah, you got it. your labia majora or the outer lips, mm -hmm. which are kind of like the bits that you can the big the big fleshy ones. <laughs> and you got the inner labia, which are called sometimes the labia minora, but actually sometimes they can be bigger than the yeah. outer. So you could have like some protruding yeah. labia. We love some mm -hmm. protruding labia. Yeah. Um, and then if you like. Open, open up the folds. Yeah. Get a good look inside. So you've got clit at the top, then you've got urethra, then you've got vagina opening, and then butthole. You can't wait to get back to Sophie and do a little... <laughs> guess, what, guess what I learned today? Yeah. <laughs> open Honestly, up. Honestly, <laughs> anyone, anyone with a vulva who is listening, I highly recommend just like sitting in front of a mirror with your legs spread and having a little look and feel around. Really? For science. Okay, yeah. and, and then... I think that guy, I had this theory, I say this theory all the time. I don't think guys get good at sex until they're much older. Okay. I don't think they do. I think guys. It's just your theory because, like, you and <laughs> this, your friends yeah. were shit at sex. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, this is just his experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now he thinks he's awesome. It's like, yeah. I'm amazing at sex. What I, what I was doing in my 20s, that was nothing. Mm, yeah. 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 Now, like, Indiana Jones and, <laughs> and the Temple of what? <laughs> Vulva. Would you not baby. say that it's the case for everyone and anything and the fact that the more you do something, the better you get at it? Uh, I definitely agree with that. I that, think agrees with, that works on a lot of things and not drinking. <laughs> I'm actually worse at drinking now than I ever was. That's so true. It's really annoying. Yeah, that's so true. What, like, yeah. Terrible drunk there we these go. days. That's because you just want to quiet in the mind. <laughs> yeah. But I think, no, I think this, I think that a, a huge majority of men in particular have quite a selfish attitude towards life. And, and there's this, when I grew up, maybe it's different now, but when I grew up, there was this kind of idea of sex wasn't a connection. It was more like a thing you want to do. Because yeah. if you, you know, we watch movies like American Pie, let's all lose our virginity, yeah. you know, all these things. So you're kind of led to believe that's what you're meant to be doing. Yeah. So sex was just a thing you've got to do and you've got to do it as many times as you can because that makes you cool and accept and yeah. all these different things. And I th it's interesting because like you're talking from like the male perspective. Yeah. Those are the messages that you receive. Totally. But also you have to remember that like everyone is receiving those messages and you're right in that language of like it's something that you have to do. It's not something about something that you do with someone and um even like you mentioned virginity think about the language that we use around virginity it's something that you have it's something that you lose it's something that you mm. take and it's something that you give mm. like it makes no sense it just gives me like such a huge ick it's like it's so gross <laughs> when you actually like really start thinking about the concept of virginity yeah um because then but, it's, it, but yeah. is the concept but can i then counter that but is the concept of but if you then remove the concept of virginity, then does sex hold not as much value? So we all value sex differently. Sure. And so I think that's, you know, like one person will think, you know, will think and value sex in a different way to, mm. to somebody else. And I think what the concept of virginity does is it takes one interpretation of the value of sex and tries to apply yeah. it to everyone. Mm -hmm. Um and it's also really misogynistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and it also I took hers. Yeah. I, yeah. And it also just doesn't apply to a lot of people. And it, and and having the concept of virginity having such a stronghold on our culture around sex, it it doesn't do anyone a favor and actually stresses everyone out a yeah. lot more. Because like it, when you're when you're younger, there's like also depending on gender, there's like um oh if you have lost your virginity then you're a slag right mm, then if you get mm. a bit older 
then if you haven't lost your virginity yet, You're what's wrong with frigid. you? Frigid. Yeah, yeah, so there's only, right? there's no sweet spot. There's no, there's no winning when it comes to virginity. And also like losing your virginity or like having sex for the first time under this construct of virginity means between a cis man and a cis woman and it has to be penis and vagina sex. Nothing else counts. So what if you're queer? Right. Mm. What if you're, well, what if you're, you could be straight and just not interested in that kind of sex. Mm. That is totally fine as well. Like there are plenty of people who, you know, go through decades of being sexually active adults, having an amazing sex life with one person, lots of people, like whatever it is. And maybe they've never had penis and vagina sex. Would you still call them a virgin? Yeah. You know, they might be into all of the BDSM stuff and be doing all of that, but they're just like, eh, penis and vagina sex was not for me. Wow. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Anna, you, you've, written, you've written two books now. Yeah. Where both who've been, you've got Doing It, which yeah. is your first book. And then you've got your second book, which is The Hormonal Diaries, right? The Hormone Diaries, yes. Hormone Diaries. You got named um, Times 100 uh, Top Influencers. I did, yes. That's insane. Like, it's amazing. I think it's just because I've been in the game so long. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think it is. I think it actually what you've done, which is credit, I think, is it's very easy to go into content creation and go, I'm going to do everything and I'm going to do TikTok dance and do this and do that. But actually... Oh, I wish I could do a TikTok dance. But but honing your... Knowing... <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 you like those things, don't you? Do, do, do the vulva dance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I'm pretty> <laughs> um, But you, you've done all these things um, and you've you've stuck to this sort of sort of area that you love and enjoy, which I... I love it. Yeah, which is amazing. And, and like, we can hear say how much you know about it. When you're writing, doing it, what, how do you even start writing a book about sex? And it sold shitloads yeah, of copies. It did. Um, do you know what? It's so funny because I have the same feelings about the version of me that wrote that book as well, because that was like six years ago. Mm. And I'm like, what did she know? How dare she write a book? <laughs> but again, it's like that book has still helped so many people. Yeah. And people come at it mm. when they're when they're ready at the time that that book is going to be most useful for them. And also now that I'm older as well, I do get lots of messages from people who say that they've bought it for like a younger sibling or cousin or mm. like, you know. I think it's yeah. great. How, how do you, what is your advice when you're in a relationship? Like relations, you have this like amazing period mm -hmm. where you're just like, oh my God, we love each other. Can't keep your hands off each other. It's mm -hmm. everything's just full of life and sex and everything. Then life happens yeah. and things become a bit, you then, know. Then you get a puppy. You have you get a puppy or yeah. you have kids or whatever it is. Um, how do you keep the fire alive in a relationship? The ultimate question. Do you the know what? ultimate question. I think there are a lot of, this is, this is not the um, question you asked me, but I'm just going to spew my <laughs> opinion here anyway. There are a lot of predatory people who are trying to make money off people who are trying to solve that problem. Okay. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, there's there's a lot of people in the whole like sex world in general who 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 when, are just trying to do things. Yeah, yeah. When I people get it. are having troubles, it's just like, okay, give me your money and I'll help you. Um. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so if got, you are one of those people, buy my book. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You are one of those people. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. No, because I think what we because I think the thing that makes me angry about this right is that we think there's a problem when there isn't and what do you mean by that though so the fact that your desire mm. goes down after about two years in a relationship is actually totally normal and fine there's not that's 
The, that is, <laughs> that is what... Could you just say that louder? Um, <laughs> yeah. We're just going to box that off. The fact that your desire drops <laughs> yeah. after about two years And add J- Jamie in there. <laughs> <Jamie>. <laughs> My desire's not dropped. I still find my fiance. Yeah, it is fine. Super hot. It's fine. I find it more hot. I do think that like step one to keeping the spark alive is not fighting that because a lot of the frustration mm. of like oh my god our sex life isn't what it used to be in a lot of the negative feelings that you get is actually coming from thinking that your sex life should be something that it yeah. isn't rather than just being like oh we're in a different phase of life and the thing is is that your sex life is just going to change constantly like Right now, like I'm nine months postpartum and you know, like my sex life is so different to what it was before in terms of the things that people would, you know, normally use to measure like the success of a sex life. So Mm -hmm. people often use frequency, like how often you're having sex. Mm -hmm. But that is actually a really useless number. Like Mm -hmm. actually we just all need to like throw that out the window and just be like, this is bullshit. Like the amount you are having sex doesn't matter. It's about how are you feeling when you do have sex? Mm. Like, are you having sex that you and your partner both like? When you're not having sex, how is the relationship? Like, are you able to still relate to each other in a sexual way, even if you're not like currently able to have sex for whatever reason? Interesting. Yeah, I think I think there's there is so much pressure put on it. And, yeah, and um, often it's the like, oh no, we're doing it wrong. Mm. That feeling is actually what causes people more distress than the thing itself. Well, it ends up just exacerbating the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got I got told that apparently if you want to arouse your partner, mm. uh, being female, that you should get lavender all over the place. What? I hate the smell of lavender. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard you spread. And that, that really is what turns you on. You fucking hate it. Like, Who the fuck's done this? I'm not, not a fan. I think it is, isn't it meant to be like a relaxing scent? I don't know. I'd, 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 I'd probably just fall asleep. Yeah. How many times do you, do you, are you quite sexually active with your partner, Mitt? Yeah, relatively. Yeah. I mean, I could probably up the ante. Can I um, but, ask know. a question? Go. Can ask I explain? A- a concept that's come that I learned from Dr. Karen Gurney in her book. Yeah. Um, Mind the Gap. And oh, this, great book. I, I know that book. I haven't read it, but I know the book. It's yeah. excellent. Um, and this concept like has helped me so much in my own relationship. And then it's also something that I've talked loads in all my different YouTube videos and stuff, because honestly, if you're in a long-term relationship, understanding this is such a game changer. So the amount you're having sex is not going to be a useful, like, measure of sexual satisfaction but something that she calls sexual currency is so sexual currency is all the different ways that you might interact with your partner that have sexual undertones but aren't the two of you actually having sex however you define so you sort of say like how you doing exactly if that's like got sexual undertones for you in your relationship (laughs) go for it but it could be like a long passionate kiss with no pressure for it to lead anywhere it could be um a little grope on the bum it could be like sexting it could be flirting making uh like sexual jokes with each other just talking about sex Mm. um like a great analogy is if 
with like sex and food. So if having sex is when you actually sit down and eat a meal together, then sexual currency is doing the food shop, talking about what you're going to eat next, cooking, uh, cleaning up afterwards, um, you know, like all of the other stuff that we've got around food. It's everything else. And so couples that have high sexual currency have more sexual satisfaction, even if they're not having any actual sex. I, I guess wow. what, what a lot of it so, Great what, advice. What it, what so it it's this idea that you're to. creating a sexual culture in your relationship. So then if the opportunity yes. arises when you want to have sex, already it's It's been simmering. bubbling. You, exactly. It's in the oven. It's, it's ready to, ready Preheating to go. Preheating it, baby. Do you know the... the Simmer that. My, my favorite kind of like <laughs> analogy for this is, you know, in the first Avengers film, because <laughs> Bruce Banner's like not turned into the Hulk and then they're like, we really need the Hulk now. And then he's like, all right, I'm ready. And they're like, what's your secret? And he's like... My secret is I'm always angry. And so when it comes to sexual currency, the secret is you're always horny. Okay. I love that. <laughs> I so just, Jack, I just, yeah, just nodding just, his head. He's, yeah, take, take, yeah. he's taking notes. He's just like, I'm always horny. That is great. That's I fantastic. Think, I, think, I think what it boils down to is like. Oh, boils down to, yeah. When you, especially when you're sautéing that. Yeah. Yeah. Sautéing? Sautéing? Sorry, I'm just sautéing my balls already for later, baby. Um, oh it, it boils down to like desire, right? I think yeah. people want to know that they're still desirable or they're yes. being and you l- can lusted absolutely after. still hit those needs mm. through other things that aren't sex yeah so like yeah when it when it comes to if you if you think in your relationship you're like not satisfied with the amount of sex you're having or the type of sex you're having and you feel like you're like oh our sex life isn't what it used to be it's like what do you want out of sex what needs aren't being met and maybe sex isn't something that is like, I mean, in my relationship right now, logistically difficult to find the time or energy to have sex. Mm. Um, and so it's like, okay, what needs aren't being met and how can they be met in other ways? Mm. And often like sexual currency is a really great way to meet a lot of the needs like about connection, about, you know, feeling desired. Yeah. Um, f- you know. Okay, yeah. I guess because what you're... <clears throat> what we're doing, a lot of us, society is doing is we're applying this random template that's created by the like random people that actually probably aren't even existing (laughs) by that template anyway. And we're applying that to a relationship between us and someone else when it should, we should kind of just be like having our own agreement rather than like, oh, it says online that. It's like a, you've got to do a like make your own relationship Mm. exercise. Like you need to sit down with your partner and just be like, okay, let's try and remove all of the messages that we've Mm. received about what a relationship should be like and what sex should be like. Let's try, it's very difficult, to put those to the side and then be like, what do we want? I love that. Actually, what is going to be good for us? What actually is going to fulfill us? What is actually going to make us happy? I love that. Is um, I just want to talk about sex, sexual myths quickly. Mm. So um, and disproving things and orgasming good for you, bad for you. If you orgasm more, you're going to live longer. Is that something? I don't know about living longer, but generally, like it's pretty well known that orgasms are good for you. Really, but there's also you know, if you can't orgasm, that's also fine. That's there, also is, there is risk of heart attack for people your age, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so, for you yeah. 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 I, yeah. I get a heart attack. What about the myths? Do you know any, what other myths are there that you can sort of go like, that's not true if there's anything off the top oh of the head? Oh my goodness, aren't there? There's just so many. 
Um, do, 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 do. Oh, we talked about virginity, obviously. Virginity is a great one. That's a that is a huge one. I think actually, do you know what this this one bothers me a lot? This idea that um, and actually, do you know why I'm bringing this up? It's because I listened to the episode you did with Alani, and you said, "Oh God," you said something about like men being simple when it comes to sexual pleasure. And that like set off alarm bells. Oh God, head. you were like this douchebag. I'm going to come on. That's, that's why you're here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I've got come things to th say. Yeah, thank God. But when you say men are simple and a lot of people say I that. I think about, men are simple. But what you're saying by not saying is that women are complicated. No, I'm not saying that. But that's what people hear. And that's also generally what the okay. assumption is. Jamie, say sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Apologize now. No, but this is fun. But I get your point. I know, I, I completely get your point. There's a lot of messaging out yeah. there of like, oh, women are difficult to please. The vulva and the clitoris, it's way more complicated. Like penis is easy. Vulva, what the fuck's going on there? Um, and so that's a myth that I would love to dispel. That's a fair, that's a total fair one yeah. to dis... But, but okay, but if I, <laughs> being a typical... Uh, white male i'm going to say that I, I i maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm completely and utterly wrong it, it feels like from i can make myself come in less than three minutes can you it's really simple it's very simple jesus i can do yeah. it less than a minute if i really let's go let's go in under 10 seconds yeah, so. <gasps> yeah okay. but 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 i also think that Okay. Okay. Then, then, then let's let's try and challenge this, and maybe Ooh, okay. see. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> if we had, um, if we were both incredibly horny, and um, our some two random people came in here, and it was, and God, this is <laughs> what is this? I don't know. This is, sorry. We're single. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had a group sex party, <laughs> but then two people come in here, and and it was someone. I I think that if a random guy, well, maybe not. Maybe I am totally wrong here. I could be totally. Oh, wrong. Do you know what? I think you're trying to maybe explain. There was a study that was done on some university campus in the US yeah. where um, they had people approach different students and ask if they wanted to like go and have sex mm. and um who's conducting that one some, <laughs> some crypto bro <laughs> yeah so what they found and i think they i think they pretty much did it with um like heterosexual people so it was like yeah. women asking men and then men asking women um oh no maybe they did both anyway the general findings was that men were more likely to accept an offer of casual sex from mm. a woman than a woman was to accept an offer of casual sex from a man. And so then lots of people start drawing these conclusions of like totally, that's what I mean. men are um, naturally, biologically, innately more horny and up for casual sex than women. But all those headlines forget that actually we live in a patriarchal society where sexual assault is a real risk factor mm. when it comes to women deciding and choosing sexual partners. And that is forgotten about. Like if, if we could remove, like sex doesn't happen in a vacuum. It happens under patriarchy, under capitalism, like under, you know, with your own personal baggage and everything that comes along with it. If, if we removed all of that and, none of that was there then maybe it would have been like pretty even 
Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm yeah. completely wrong. I could it's easily quite, be wrong. It's quite a complex it's scenario. There's, there's complex. so many nuances. Yeah. Like. And you can't say that, like, oh, you know, men are naturally this way and women are naturally. No, you that can't. Way I, yeah, you're right. Because so much of how we are is conditioning from our society. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I, I think I probably that that means I, I I'm definitely just speaking from my male mm -hmm. point of view. Yeah. So that's the wrong thing to do. But but it, it doesn't count to the fact that I still do think that when it comes to. If if, to, if a guy uh, if a guy and a girl go on a night out, the guy maybe it is because of the idea of sexual assault and these and there's much more kind of um, dangers for women to have sex, but falling pregnant, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. being uh, uh, being sexually assaulted, like loads of different things, right? Yeah. Um, but I would say that a guy has to guys typically go on nights out hoping. <laughs> to get laid. I mean, what? I've been on nights out hoping to. Get laid. <laughs> okay, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, but the but different, yeah. but the different. But maybe yeah. I'm wrong here. But, but women that, can go that, out and think, that, oh, I can get laid tonight. That, and maybe, that, it, and maybe it's okay, not that, because oh, of, oh, it, it so, kind of falls yeah. into that framework you're talking about, though. Like, but maybe that's wrong of me. I don't know. No, no, because no, what you're observing there is something that a lot of people have observed. And I'm going to totally butcher this. Good, please do. Um, but it's a theory of sexual economics. Yeah. Um, and this this theory has been like co-opted by incels right and like people who really fucking hate women um mm. but it's an interesting theory to think about um because essentially supply and demand like with economics of like mm. you know if um let me let me see if i can get this right if supply is high and demand is low mm -hmm. then it's a buyer's market or yeah yeah and then if demand is high but supply is low then it's uh, the other way. Yes, sellers, sellers market. market, yeah. Whatever. Okay, so if we take that concept and apply it to sex and we think of, um, and we're, we're strictly thinking in like heterosexual, there's just like the culture of, um, like you said, like men wanting to go out and mm -hmm. There's, there's have that sex. the notch on the belt type culture for men, which is like try and shag as many people as you can. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. bit and of it's, bravado. And it's more encouraged, right? Yeah. It's more encouraged. Way more encouraged. It's more encouraged among men. And so there are gonna be more men who are going out Got for it. that, that kind makes of sense. good time. And compared all, to less women. For all yeah. of those reasons before that we were saying of, of all of the risks and all of the reasons why women might not want to have sex, but also it is discouraged among yeah. women to uh, be like that. It's like, no, 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 you slut, don't you dare even think about so it. So buyers and sellers market makes yeah. a lot of sense. So actually what we're seeing is- Because they're shameful on one that side. You, you went down the economic route because that's the only way that Jamie would understand it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put, put it to do with money. He's like, yeah, totally good. Yeah, fine, <laughs> okay, buy now. But that makes a lot but, of sense. because so Yeah, if you think about the like average number of, of available men ready to have sex, and then the number of women, it's less. So like, I don't know. When, so it's whenever, a rat race to whenever it. Whenever stats <laughs> about like dating apps have come out, it's always about like how um, men get like this percentage number of matches from the ones that they swipe, swipe right on and it's really low. And then women get like a really high percentage of matches. And it's essentially because, I don't know, 80% of men are on Tinder and it's 20% women. That, that's yeah, why. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why. That always, it's, it's, always makes, makes me laugh is like, obviously all these guys and they're going and having so much sex, but they're having yeah. sex with women. So therefore yeah. the statistic must be the same because yeah. there's a woman having so then, sex with Yeah, them or, so then when like anecdotally you hear all these experiences and you're talking from like your, on your friend's perspective, obviously it's going to seem like all of the women can get sex when they want and men have to really like try hard for it. Does that make sense? It makes a lot yeah. of sense. And actually, when you, it's so true. 
and I think a lot of men and women, not but more men forget this, is that for women for women to have casual sex, there are far more risks involved than for men to have casual sex. Mm-hmm. When it goes back to just physically, men, you know, physically, just biologically can be stronger than women and so therefore could dominate in a certain area. That idea of consent, that idea of getting pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Men don't have to and worry about getting pregnant. The thing is, is that so, a lot of these things can be not completely solved, but a lot of these things can be really helped by comprehensive um, sex education. So folks, go and buy <laughs> my book. <laughs> but also just like the culture of it and also in schools and, and yeah. everything as well. Um, I think that's I think that's totally there's a, you're, you know who I mean by Jordan Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thoughts? Um I've seen a lot of stuff about him, but I've I've never really engaged with anything he's done. Um I generally get the vibe that he's someone that I wouldn't like. <laughs> yeah, that's why <laughs> when quite, it comes to controversial. controversial. Yeah. Uh, he he does he talks about one thing where he he says that what women have over men is that women have the ability to be picky when it comes to sexual partners, partners in general, and men don't have that. Because what men, what women want, some, not all men can offer, but actually men can be simpler in what they need. And so then that's why a lot of men do have these issues of being lonely and not being partners and being insecure and everything like that. What, what what, what, What do we think about that? Do you think that's a fair assumption? So... He's coming from the same theory that I just explained. Yeah. Because, you know, if you have a situation where um, 80% of the people on Tinder are straight men and then 20% of straight women or whatever, then, yeah, the women do get to be more picky. Mm. Like, he's he's not wrong there. The dangerous next step that people like him make and his disciples or whoever mm. um, is that okay, if women are picky, they're, they're bitches. And um, like, how dare they? They're actually really privileged. It's men who are oppressed by women. And actually I have, I have a right to sex and I shouldn't be denied it, you know, like, and you know, the reason why I'm lonely and can't connect with any of my friends is the fault of all of these women who won't sleep with me. So that idea really quickly can snowball yeah, it's, into it's, a really dangerous It becomes dangerous a bit weaponized misogyny. sometimes. Wow, it's quite, you're so right. quite divisive. Um, when instead what we should do is kind of like look at it and actually try and be like, okay, well, why why are women less open to mm. casual sexual experiences with men? What What actually is going on there rather than thinking about, like thinking about the causes of it rather than like necessarily the outcomes and then just blaming women. Mm. I love that, um, Hannah. I, we've taken up so much of your time. I, I really that was honestly just fantastic. It's been fun. It's been so great. You've got your podcast if you want to go and listen to more. Um, yeah, cool I have doing lots it. Of nerdy deep chats of people about sex and relationships. Yeah. yeah, go go and honestly go. If you finish listening to this, you go and click over to that right now and and listen more. You've got your books out. We can follow you on social media. We're going to leave all the links in the description below. Um, Dude, I really appreciate that. You've taught Mitten a lesson and I'm just glad he now knows. I'm now, I'm glad. You know what the vulva is. Yeah, you know what the vulva is. I know what it is, is. I know where it is. Yeah. And how do you communicate with it? What do you, what language do you speak? Um, It's like. 
not. That's the noise you make when you're doing a shit. Ooh, like glad you called out. You called down on the misogyny. Say that was good of you. Well done. I just thought, you know what? I'll have a day off. Um, it's tough. Being, it's always nice. It's yeah. tough being an absolute twat. Nice. Yeah. Hannah, thank you so much for coming on Profiles. We really appreciate it. Thank you. That was wicked. That was great. Volvo. The left. Volvo. Labia. The labia said to the lower. Uh, and the labia. I might go to labia. <laughs> How much are flights to labia? To labia. Um, pretty cheap this time of year. Are right? they? The weather's good. Would you easy jet it? Especially then? dry. Oh. This time of year. Jesus. Right here. Um, I learned a lot there. What did you I learn? didn't know uh, what the Volvo was. For some reason, I. So the Volvo, just to recap, right? That mm. is, that's like the whole external bit. Mm-hmm. Is that what she said? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. All right. Well, guys, you like the podcast. Don't worry. We're back next uh, Monday for our poet moments and on Wednesday for another bonus. And if not, then we'll see you on Friday. Have a great day, week, weekend, whatever it is. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.